podcast where I, Lydia, and I, Ashna, open up the conversation on sustainability to inform and empower. We want to connect real people to topics they care and are curious about, but without the jargon or BS. Mm. Join us as we chat about all things sustainability related and how they intersect with our daily lives. From eating out to what we wear to the latest technology and more. And we're also going to bring in some really cool guests doing cool things for people and the planet. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode. So this week we have a special guest with us, Simon Hepner, who is founder of the Sustainable Restaurant Association, associate of Good Business and founder of the Leave Less Mess Project. So basically he likes to make things, particularly food things, better for people and the planet. Um, but with festival season around the corner, we, we wanted to talk to Simon mainly about sustainability at festivals. Um, if, like as you're curious about conscious consumerism, you might be wondering how to make your festival experience a bit more eco-friendly this year. Yeah, and I guess the issue and, and the topic stemmed partially because I'm going to Glastonbury and wanted tips and tricks, so I thought no better person to ask than Simon. Um, but again, with festivals and, and Glastonbury and these massive festivals, they generate a lot of mess, a lot of plastic, a lot of disposables. Um, again, when you're on that holiday festival vibe, maybe you can compromise on your sustainability mm. and, and leave that at the door. So it's really, you know, we wanted to bring light to that to understand how can can you be sustainable when it comes to to festivals seeing words like biodegradable you know mm. plastered all over this new festival scene is quite quite cool in my opinion um leaving no trace such as the glastonbury um slogan so again really wanted to shed a light on that and and, and bringing uh, attention to it yeah and um so Ashna's going to Glastonbury this year, so we know that they've worked um, hard to minimise their footprint over the years. Uh, and this year they banned, um, they've announced a ban on single-use plastic water bottles. Um, so that's great. And also more brands like Atlas and Autos, who was on a previous episode with us, they'll be there selling their eco-friendly essentials, so on and so forth. So we're interested to get Simon's thoughts on, on Glastonbury as well. Um, I know that he's going as well. Um, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so um, also, we'll do a challenge this week, like we always do, or it's really um, Ashna's challenge. Solo challenge, I yeah. guess, this year, this um, week. <laughs> so without further ado, I guess we'll ask Simon to introduce himself. Hello, um, so welcome. Hello. Yeah, hi. hi. <laughs> nice to be here in this in this cozy room. Um, hi, my name's Simon. Uh, I am, as uh, Lydia was saying, I'm involved with the Sustainable Restaurant Association, uh, also uh, Good Business, and uh, I like trying to find solutions to some of these problems that we're all starting to recognise are all around us, um, and that we need to we need to get on top of if we want to have any kind of decent future. And yeah, I, and I guess on the festival scene, and I know you guys have been quite involved with that. But why? Why does it matter? You know, why should people actually care about sustainability when it comes to having fun and listening to music? Where is that association in terms of your views? Well, I, I don't think just because you're having fun, you have to put the sustainability <laughs> yeah. to one side. Um, we all love festivals; they've grown enormously over the last twenty years, uh, and there's good reason for that. They're they're great; they're great mm -hmm. fun. Um, but in, in another sense, they're really interesting as well, because uh, particularly somewhere like Glastonbury, 
it kind of operates as a mini city. Uh, and so it's a great opportunity to see what works in a kind of test lab environment. Mm. Um, and a lot of the time people need to see what works in order to say, oh, we could do that at home as well. Uh, and so, again, it's a great opportunity to demonstrate to people uh, new ways of living, new ways of, uh, of, of going about their daily lives that they can take back from the festival. Um, mm. And it can influence them to, to do things better. They have a direct impact. You were talking about the waste that they generate, mm-hmm. 20,000 tonnes estimated waste wow. from festivals each year. <laughs> um, and so we've got to try and address that. But I think more than that, there's this opportunity to influence people so that they take it away and start to change the way that they behave uh, at home as well. Yeah, I hadn't thought about it that way, to be honest. So the the idea of festivals being like a testing ground for a wider societal yeah. issue of creating these solutions. I mean, in a way, it's, it's less complex at a festival mm. um, because th- there's fewer moving parts. Mm. In another way, it's more complicated because you're usually in the middle of a field somewhere um, yeah, and yeah. everything's no got to be brought water. in with no running water mm-hmm. until you bring it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, um, it, it can be a really interesting test lab to try out some of these uh, solutions. Yeah, great. We can't wait to talk about it more. Yeah. Should we do our switch moments? Yes, yes. Um, so again, Simon, every week we have a switch on, switch off moments, um, either something we notice or, or something um, that we see or, or personal fails, I guess, as we call it, really human moments in our lives where we are in our greenest selves. Mm-hmm. Um, did you want to kick us off, Lid? Yeah, so mine's mine's a bit boring this week. Um, uh, so I was actually going to to your new house to um, help you move in, and um, we were on the way back, and uh, it was quite far from my house. So I was I was we were waiting in the queue for the bus. It was going to take an hour on the bus, and I was like, oh, let's just get an Uber. And then my boyfriend was like, no, let's get the bus, <laughs> you know. Um, so we got the bus, uh, which is probably better. Or is it? Because I was thinking, actually, do... I know the buses in London are mostly hybrid now, but also most Ubers are hybrid. So actually, I don't really know what the comparative impact is for both of those. But... Anyway, it felt it felt like a win. Um, but also I was then thinking, hmm, did I do that for the cost or did I do it for the impact? So there you go. Well, you know, I'm uber queen over here, so I'm not one to judge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any excuse to take an Uber. I was even contemplating taking an Uber from my office today here. I didn't, but, well you done. know, I was, I was thinking about it. <laughs> the thought did come in. Um, what about you, Simon? What, what are your... Uh, any switch on or switch off? Um... Mine's not from the last week. It was from actually the week before. It's fine. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. You know, <laughs> stretch the rules yeah, a little yeah. bit for me. Um, it. it was... Uh, it was my daughter, actually. I dropped my daughter off at the bus uh, for her to go to school. Um, and she went off to school. And I thought it was just a normal day. And then a couple of hours later, uh, I got a a text from her that she was on a train up to London to go to the climate change uh, strike, the kids' climate change strike. So she was bunking off school to go to the climate change strike. 
And I went, yes! Yes, that's so great. That's I great. was supposed to be annoyed that she'd bunked off school. No, but actually, no. Well, we uh, just actually did an episode on activism and the whole yeah. Greta Thunberg, you know, mm-hmm, Fridays yeah. for Future. So, you know. But it's great because this, the, the younger generation are rule takers at the moment. Yeah. It feels like they're very uh, good at following the rules and it's great to see them actually starting to say, no, we've got to go and But for the right reasons, not because yeah. they just want to take a day off, yeah. you know, and yeah. do nothing, you know, it's, yeah. it's for the future. And they came back really excited about it and uh, How could you be mad, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you have one? Uh, yeah, I guess mine is, um, I know it's now summer, or turning to summer, but I still always struggle with berries. Um, mm-hmm. I love berries throughout the year raspberries you know i know out of season out of season and i know Mm. you know soft fruits they say are the worst when it's you know being shipped from Mm. this one was for portugal but still i really do want to get better at either buying frozen or just eating more in season because i feel it's something that's always a default i want raspberries or i want blueberries and no they don't they're not in season right now so yes i need to learn more about that and um eat more locally and in season Mm-hmm. Luckily, strawberries are in season, though. Yes, right. yes, definitely. So that's good. Great, moving Great. on. Um, so let's dive right into it, I guess. So, Simon, you um, founded the Leave Less Mess uh, project. Um, tell us a bit more about that and how it works. Okay. Um, Leave Less Mess was uh, something that we set about... Uh, creating last summer um, it's a deposit return scheme for festivals for uh, food traders at festivals uh, so that instead of uh, by default using disposable plates and uh, cutlery uh, they can have an alternative system which is based on using a reusable uh, cutlery and plate system um, and it felt like that was something that wasn't going to happen Uh, through independent traders doing it themselves and it wasn't something that the festivals were taking a lead on Um, and so we thought let's have a go Um, let's do a demonstration project see if we can get something that works uh, and then work out the details of a financial uh, business model afterwards Mm -hmm. Mm. so what made you decide on on that that model so kind of a branching into the festival space um you know what what made you think that was an important thing to tackle and then also the the deposit scheme idea is that something you feel like as you were saying earlier could be translated into like society at large yeah in any way um so why did we do it uh i have to admit that uh it wasn't something that popped up in my mind first it was something that calf um, from Unpackaged mm-hmm. who you know yeah, yeah. Uh, came and we were chatting one day and she said she'd seen this uh, deposit return scheme in New Zealand uh, at a festival and why weren't we doing something similar here in the UK and that she'd been thinking about it for a while but she wasn't in a position to make it happen um, and it turned out that that was mainly a financial problem and so we went around and made, made sure that we could get some money together uh, to make it happen Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, from from there, it was just about uh, working out the nuts and bolts of it. Um, and we managed to find a friendly festival, Shambhala, uh, who were willing to, to let us come and uh, give it a go. Um, and they introduced us to the, the food traders there. 
Um, we told the food traders what we were going to do. They were delighted because at the moment it costs them between 10 and 15 pence per meal served for the, uh, for the plate, disposables yeah. that they're chucking right. in the bin straight afterwards. So yeah. if someone can come along and do it for them mm-hmm. uh, so they don't have to spend that money, they're delighted. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, we, we ran it at Shambhala last summer. And as a proof of concept, it was great. And it, what was interesting about it was that we had various other festival organisers who heard that we were going to do it, come and look and, and just oh, see wow. it as a real thing yeah. rather than an idea that exists, mm. you know, in someone's mind. And as soon as you see something as a, a, as a real thing, there's, uh, there's a chance that they'll then take it on themselves. Mm. Um, so our hope was that this summer all the festivals across the UK would have uh, moved to the... Uh, less mess un- uh, unpackaged um, mm. project but uh, it didn't happen no and what are some of the barriers and on why i guess it didn't happen or why there isn't that adoption is it on the consumer side the business side on the consumer side i don't think there's any barrier at all mm-hmm. uh, it's a better experience yeah. eating off a proper plate mm-hmm. rather than a disposable plate um, and more and more there are digital solutions for the deposit return at Shambhala, we had uh, a lot of one-pound coins that we used as the deposit return mechanism, and that was really unwieldy. So um, I'll explain how it works in more detail. The, the traders all got a stack of plates that they had to pay us for. Um, then when a, a customer went up, they had to give them a pound uh, to get a plate. Mm-hmm. When the customer then brought that plate back to us, they got their pound back. So... Uh, the traders getting their money back that they've bought the plates for yeah. and the, the customers are getting their one pound back every time but it meant that we had thousands of pounds in circulation yeah uh, which was a nightmare but mm. with the advent of the wristband uh, digital payment digital currency at festivals it's going to be a lot easier just to tap in tap out yeah uh, as as your deposit return payment um, and the idea this year with Shambhala was that it would be part of the ticket price um, so that when you got your and when you bought your ticket for Shambhala, you would then get a wristband with it already preloaded on it, and it would all be taken care of. Mm. Next year, next uh, year, next year yeah, it's all going to yeah, happen. Definitely. Um, so we're we're hopeful that next year it won't just be Shambhala. That there'll be quite mm. a few festivals that go down that route. I think particularly with Glastonbury kind of being the the big festival, you know, kind of setting the tone with getting rid of disposables this year well yeah. disposable plastic bottles at least um you know hopefully that might change the climate a bit and next next year maybe festivals will be more well, there's definitely a shift to towards it, it. yeah I mean, mm-hmm. have said they're going to be 100 percent disposable free mm. glastonbury this year have gone uh, plastic water bottle free mm. um and so it's definitely the the momentum is with that shift away from mm-hmm. uh single use and i guess on the festival perspective just from your experience what do you think is the are the drivers behind these festivals trying to you know ban single-use plastics or water bottles you know why is why are they doing it is it for the environmental side of it the financial what do you think is their ultimate well driver uh, a lot of these festivals have evolved out of a place that's quite ideologically driven Mm -hmm. Um, if you think of Glastonbury yeah it's uh, always supported Greenpeace it's Mm -hmm. it's got a a foundation of of environmental ideology in it Um, and so it makes absolute sense that as these issues become more apparent that they they take a stand and start to start to address them 
it would be great if they'd been a bit more proactive about it and had done it a few years ago and that we were further down the line now. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- they're all getting there. There is definitely a, a financial incentive as well because at the moment these festivals are generating huge amounts of waste uh, and with a more circular approach to waste and less linear disposal approach they can reduce that cost enormously and again mm-hmm. the traders can reduce the cost of having to yeah definitely uh, having to yeah. buy so much disposable stuff it's better for everyone yeah t- definitely a win-win yeah um oh yeah i read somewhere that they have they recruit like thousands of volunteers each yeah. year just for recycling yeah. just for collecting the the waste plastic bottles or whatever it is to so that's to, that's particularly for for waste that doesn't end up in the right stream. So that's really mm. lazy festival mm-hmm. goers. Even though there are bins dotted all over the uh, all over the park, um, mm. just dropping their litter wherever they they feel like dropping it. Mm. Um, and again, I think that's part of a disposables culture that we've allowed mm-hmm. to take hold over the last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah, um, we use the word single use a lot, but actually, it's this disposable culture um, that whatever I've got can Just end up in a bin. It, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I think they have that that idea at Glastonbury all the time because you hear about people just leaving their tents there that yeah. they've just bought you know tents are not disposable you can't just leave your tent and yeah. simply walk away just because you're too lazy to pack it up it's but. a really interesting story around the tents because um, it was a small issue 10 years ago mm-hmm. a few people were leaving tents and then a story uh, made its way into the media that those tents were then being recycled and given to homeless people that there was this organisation oh. that was going and taking the tents and giving them to homeless people. Mm. And I think the idea took hold in the festival-going public that actually it's good to leave your tents. <laughs> leave your the, tents, they yeah. go to the homeless. Uh, the fact is, it's not. We just need to get rid of this idea that you could just leave everything no, and walk away, and that's a good thing to yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, it's not. We need to stop that. Because, as you say, they recruit thousands of people, and most of those tents end up in landfill. Yeah. Because they're, they're unrecyclable. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a good thing. Stop doing it, people. Take <laughs> your tents so home with you. And it's like, yeah. yes, I know it's covered in mud, but that's your responsibility. What yeah. you bring, you've got to take back mm. with you. So Also, like, you don't want to have to buy a new tent every year, surely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, it's that disposable culture that I think we just really need to break apart from. Yeah. Um, even, mm. again, recently moving houses, it's... Oh, you know, I'm cleaning my house. Everything can be checked in the bin. I can mm. start afresh. No. Yeah. I know you financially can sometimes do that, but, you know, it's not the right way to go. Exactly. Yeah. So um, we're just thinking about uh, Glastonbury. Mm-hmm. And what do you think are some, from the consumer side now, you know, what do you think are some easy ways in which you can... Um, have less of an impact as a consumer when you're at a festival um, because you know it's it's on the consumer as well because even when Glastonbury's bringing in you know a ban on on plastic water bottles yeah. people could still bring in disposable other stuff yeah. and you know what what's going to change the way that consumers behave at festivals and what are some ways in which people can easily yeah. switch their behaviour in a, in a sustainable way well um, when you look at the environmental impact reports around festivals which most people don't but some of us do <laughs> and find them quite interesting uh, the, the biggest impact from a, from a climate change perspective 
is always transport to the festival and transport mm. away from the festival. Interesting. Rather than what you do at the festival itself. Right. And so one of the biggest things you can do is put your bike on the train and take public transport and cycle into the festival. Yeah. Make sure that you're ride sharing um, in, in order to get there. Make sure you're ride sharing with someone who's got an electric vehicle and so on. Mm-hmm. You know, think, think about uh, the, the travel element of how you're going to get there as a priority not as a kind of last minute oh my god how am I going to get there I'll just drive on my own (laughs) at Mm. high speed Um, so yeah I I think from an impact perspective um, definitely the the, the travel is something to think about while you're there it's it's getting easier and easier to be um, uh, to be more uh, responsible and the Glastonbury ban on plastic water bottles is going to make it easier because there's no denying that in the heat of the moment when you're dancing mm. away mm. and you get hot and thirsty the last yes. thing you're going to think about is your reusable bottle yeah, yeah. your reusable bottle but this year you're going to have to because there are no bottles yeah, for definitely. sale um, so you're either going to stick your head under a tap and, and get rehydrated that way um, or you're going to have your bottle on the side um, so it's going to be really interesting how mm. people navigate this mm. world of 200,000 people with their own bottles yeah. trying to hang on to yeah. them and, in hold, that and not leave them behind <laughs> on I the know, edge of the know, dance for, floor yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's going to be an interesting um, story about Glastonbury this year yeah, uh, I think food wise um, financially it makes sense to take your own food but the reality is that you'll probably end up wasting a lot of that food mm-hmm. um, get, it goes off in the tent very quickly Good people point. always take the wrong food to festivals they mm-hmm. take cheese and milk and stuff that just isn't going <laughs> to oh, last God. very long milk. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> take. Uh, so take uh, uh, take some money and go and buy food from yeah. the traders and you know eat mm. sparingly yeah. uh, and mm. eat the planetary health diet uh, there's lots of vegan vegetarian mm. options um, mm. at Glastonbury don't go for the burger every time mm. um, go for something that's going to make you feel good and, and be better for the planet great yeah that's good tips um, so what do you think that's an interesting idea like what would be the ideal festival of the future the ideal festival of the future. In terms of, you know, the impact that it has on the planet, on the environment. Well, uh, we've been on this continuum of uh, responsible businesses trying to first mitigate, uh, limit their uh, negative impact. And we're still there for most businesses. And then recently there's been this shift towards having zero impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a next step beyond that, which is regenerative um, and actually going towards a place where we're all having a positive impact through what we're doing. Uh, and in the food world, that's fairly well th- thought through now that um, we can eat in a way that has a positive impact on the environment because it's regenerative, it's restoring soil health, it's creating uh, more biodiversity um, and it's sequestering carbon and so on. Mm-hmm. So all of those things in all of the areas that a festival has a, a potential positive or negative impact in have been considered and everything's regenerative and, and positive. Yeah. That would be a great festival right. to go to, mm. as long as the music was good as well. <laughs> <laughs> On yeah. the checklist. Should we dive into a challenge this week yeah. to wrap up? Yeah. So shall I introduce it? Yeah, go ahead. You're the one that actually had to do yeah, it. Yeah, I'll do it. Um, so this week, um, because Ashton's going to, to Glasgow this year, yeah. um, we her challenge was to as she was packing her bag for Glastonbury, try not to pack anything that's single use. Um, so, you know, from your cosmetics to your food, mm-hmm. you know, 
to your clothes, drinks, everything. Um, you know, how was it trying to pack everything that isn't single use? <laughs> yeah, I think it was the I hardest. Milk I'll, start, the I'll start with the hardest ones. I think the hardest things are things like face wipes or, you know, how you clean yourself when you don't necessarily have access to showers all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this year, one of the, the greatest wins of getting there, you know, bus going with that um in terms of actually the lighting there's so much solar powered stuff out there so i've bought solar powered flashlights solar powered Mm -hmm. like lights for my tent which have been quite good um also because i feel like i will lose my water bottle i bought Mm -hmm. those water bottles that kind of de-collapse and then you can just roll up so i bought this really cool stojo cup which is like a coffee cup that collapses so i can just good product yeah really good product and i just know i'm not going to want to carry a big backpack so um also those like bag water bottles so you can just Mm. refill them um the camelback ones yes where you just kind of roll them up you can stuff them into things so think small because i just know i'm not going to want to be carrying around a lot of clunky stuff with me Mm. um also biodegradable glitter this year that's a big thing they're banning glitter and that is all over the place so it's a microplastic it's a microplastic Mm. going straight into the ground i didn't even think about that before until this now ban on glitter so Mm. um face wipes using um the cheeky pandas face wipes but they're made out of bamboo which are quite quite Mm -hmm. good um and then food wise i'm i'm a vegan so i'm actually you know going to take your advice and just go to those food trucks because 100 100 yeah um and then just bringing things that will keep me powered like granola bars that i can you know pack in my bags that won't go off that can keep me energized and fueled um throughout the the week so it sounds to me like you have you have nailed your challenge yeah, and also this no week. down in my sleeping bags like mm. all that kind of stuff yeah. thought of as well made an excel spreadsheet really you know <laughs> full blown on um, sounds like you're going to be more kind of on the dive ideal of take only pictures yes. and leave only bubbles leave only bubbles <laughs> um well i guess yeah i'm wrapping up here again thank you so much for your time simon yeah. um but what are what are some take homes um some things you can leave with our our fellow festivalers um some last words from you uh festivals are there to have fun in yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to leave your ideals at the 10-foot razor wire fence to get in. <laughs> um, it, it's getting easier, but you still need to make an effort. And I think, as you say, if you make the effort in your packing, it makes it much easier when you get there mm-hmm. uh, to, to live a sustainable festival life. Yeah. Uh, and looking forward to seeing you all at the festivals yes, this summer. We'll see you there. Mm-hmm. At Glastonbury? At Glastonbury. At the I'll, rabbit hole? I'll find you at the rabbit hole on Friday. <laughs> on Friday <laughs> night. at the bar. Um, great. And where can people find good business? How can they reach out to, to the SRA, leave less mess? Where, where can people find more information on that? Um, so good business is on the web at mm-hmm. good.business. Uh, Simon at good.business. Um, SRA is uh, thesra.org and there's a lot of restaurants around the place that you can go to that are displaying SRA food made good stickers uh, and they will be delighted to uh, serve you a sustainable meal Um, and less mess watch out for it next summer not this (laughs) summer next summer uh, you will be participating in a uh, deposit return scheme reusable plate next summer I guarantee great (laughs) Can't wait to see it. Yeah. Any last words from you, Lid? 
Um, I just, uh, I guess the the standout point that we discussed for me is is really that that testing ground point mm. about festivals and, and tra- thinking of other environments in which we can be a bit more experimental in like new processes or systems or products that we want to use and yeah that that to me is quite cool and I'd be interested to ex- explore like what else university people- campuses. Mm. Right. Another one where it's a kind of mm-hmm. environment that's Enclosed. rife for... Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, okay. See what you can do with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm just excited to, to have more festivals in the scene that are really promoting these things because a lot of people go to Glastonbury that aren't necessarily the ones that will bring a recyclable water bottle. So I think if they can use this as a really good ground for people to live their lives after take those water bottles that they successfully used for five days in glastonbury and and bring them back into their normal lives it's one tiny change but it's going to make a huge impact if we think about single-use plastic yeah it's one of those things Mm -hmm. what do they say you have to do something 15 or 20 times for it to become a habit yeah and over the course of those five days at glastonbury people will form new habits exactly it's kind of like get rid of it's like the the plastic bags you hardly go to a grocery store without a plastic reusable yeah. bag now um but yeah that's that's it from us um so again thank you for joining this episode um please uh let us know how you guys are going to your festivals any tricks tips that we can share your switch on switch off moments yeah and don't forget to um messages hello at podcastswitch.com or reach us on instagram at podcast switch great well thanks everyone have thank a great you. week bye bye, bye. See you soon. bye, bye.